Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chicken and the Nuggets. My name is Jacob Rupp. Joining me, as always, uh, on the ones and twos, Noah Reynolds, everybody. Thank you so much, dude. I'm also on the threes and fours. I can count as high as 50. How are you? Happy um, happy opening week, you know? Good to happy- see you. Welcome to the show. It's Jacob and Noah. We're having a great Under Armour opening week, Noah. I don't know if you know, but this whole week is sponsored by Under Armour. So it's also, um, I don't know if you heard this, it's also Tight Ends Day. <laughs> so if you're a tight end, happy tight end day to you. You get your own holiday now. You don't watch Red Zone, Noah. We went over this, but Scott Hansen, the guy who does Red Zone, he's mentioned it 10 times today. That it well, was tight on end the day, CBS so. show, every single one of them was wearing happy tight end day shirts. So it was kind of impossible to miss. Yeah, we never get offensive linemen day. So, um, for real. uh, Joining us, very special guest, Noah, uh, via Zoom. I know he lives like two blocks away from you, but we had to do it remotely over Zoom. Uh, Adam Caden Holland, everybody, joins the program. Sorry, I couldn't be in Noah's in your house with you, Noah. Sorry. That's okay. It's really just a one bedroom apartment. Um, There's room to podcast there. We could have. No, there is. We could have, and we should have. Kind of lazy on your end. Um, I think we see how this goes. And if it's like a regular thing, then yeah, we'll get together or whatever. But like right now, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm the one who actually knows where you live. You know, you just know about (laughs) where I live. You know, I gave me the intersection, and I feel like with a day or two of reconnaissance, I can know your exact unit. Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> well thank you so much adam of course the um dear son of denver um um uh, uh, uh hollow uh, holy son of these hills as we say yes. um and um honored to have you on the show this is chicken and the nuggets um the podcast mm-hmm. and um and go ahead jacob with the next thing yeah, this is Chicken and the Nuggets. Um, thank you for joining, Adam. Uh, we do talk about chicken and the Denver Nuggets. Um, we're going to do a very special season preview of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and we we did it smartly three games into the season, so we know the vibes already, um, which I think is pretty unique and pretty cool. Uh, but we do talk about chicken a lot on the podcast. Uh, Adam, do you what are, what are your thoughts? Do you like chicken? Are, what are your thoughts about chicken? And are you contractually obligated to shout out Illegal Pete's? Is that like part of your... I mean, I do uh, want contact. to thank Illegal Pete's for even allowing this appearance to happen. I appreciate them. It was too. nice of them. You know what I mean? Because they want me only in the Grolic setting. So anything that's outside of that, I got to go upstairs and say, are you cool with me being on it? And they said they gave this one the thumbs up. So that's kind of a win for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but chicken. Yeah, dude, I'll set my watch to chicken for sure. <laughs> and, and I have for most of my life. I'm not going to hate on it. There's other meats that I enjoy as much, but I'd say chicken is probably my most frequent meat consumed. What are these other meats you're referring to? Because we're unaware of other meats. Oh, well, there's pork. Um, and that and comes, from, uh, comes from a, a sow or a hog. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I saw a bunch of hogs in the airport the other day. <laughs> did you? Just lose hogs? Did no, I was right? just calling the people there animals. They're oh, all just pigs. That'd be cool, though. Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah, That'd be a throwback. That'd be like a Stapleton airport, which you can't even... Can you call the old airport Stapleton? No, it's the Central Park Airport. Central yeah. Park Airport. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, let's go. I've cleared that up. I like that. Yeah, no, it yeah. is uh, very clear. Beef, pork, fish, fan of all of them. Um, but chicken, chicken definitely gets probably the number one spot. That's huge. Um, we obviously are also fans of chicken <laughs> uh, because of this show that we've started. Um, and... Um, yeah, I don't know, Jacob, because I don't know. Do you, we could also discuss a little bit about have you ever, uh, about last week's chicken since we didn't um, really touch on that. I also I got a lot of compliments on our episode last week, Jacob. Um, yeah, the streets are talking. Adam, I don't I don't know if you're aware of your I mean, I know you're a weekly listener, but this was pretty recent. Uh, but uh, we did do a live podcast during the first uh, game the Nuggets did, and uh, we lasted about 20 minutes. Uh, we were supposed to try to make it an hour, and we didn't even talk about the chicken that we ate at all or anything. Uh, we were beca- just too into the Nuggets, yeah, and they were losing already, and it was yeah. looking pretty bad. And uh, Noah can't um talk, talk and, and chew gum and at the same time, at the same time, yeah, <laughs> it's very hard for me. Um, you know, I'm no Van Gundy out there, but uh, I, I, I try my darndest. 
everyone's Wait, so, favorite van gundy but yeah and i, and I, I should even ask this question because i listen to this podcast so frequently and i've heard every episode but i assume you were trying a different type of chicken and where was the chicken from last episode well and that that is the sad part because we did save this chicken for a very special episode uh, because we both love wing street from the old the old pizza hut uh spinoff uh but yeah we, most episodes we do de- dedicate to one chicken um have you ever had wing street pizza hut no, I don't think I've ever had fucking. Wings. All right, moving on then. <laughs> if if you were had to guess what Wings Street tastes like, no, I'm just kidding. We'll move on. Wings uh, Street sounds like a like if you're a nerd and your parents want you to safe trick or treat, they take you to like Wing Street in a warehouse, mm-hmm. in like out by the airport. It's like a mall in Colorado Springs. My parents yeah. used to want to make me to do that. They're like, we can go to this mall and like walk around. I'm like, no, that sounds <laughs> terrible. That sounds terrible yeah. and weird and like Christian schooly. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I did want to mention Noah, uh, Adam on our podcast, Popeyes is probably our favorite chicken. Um, yeah. I don't know how you feel about uh, your favorite chicken, but on Saturday, um, during the middle of the day, uh, I decided I'll go um, get some Popeyes in the middle of the day. And then I rolled into the drive-thru and I got a call from Noah. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker's here. And uh, yes, Noah was already at Popeyes that I rolled <laughs> up in. And uh, kind of slightly embarrassing, more of a funny story than anything. But I told uh, my wife, a friend of the podcast, and she thought it was more embarrassing than uh, than funny. So uh <laughs> but I feel like you guys should have podcast like those are the podcast rules if you find each other at a at a mutual location you just pod you throw it out in podcast we should have we should have done it in an emergency pod just like breaking news you guys we were at the same Popeyes at the same fucking time <laughs> yeah didn't even plan it uh and it's just it was like, like ambient two noise of the Popeyes and you guys just like chewing yeah That's it was it. like two o'clock not even lunchtime it was like everything was super serendipitous it, it was meant to be it was fate <laughs> I liked it and then I asked you no know, I was like hey do you do you need like a ride home no it doesn't have a car Adam he walks oh over God. and this is on Disgusting. Colfax That's too disgusting. and then stupid yeah, it's very disgusting. And I was like, do you need a ride? And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to go get more food. Where did you, you went somewhere else to get more I did. food? I did. I was, I, you know where I went? It was illegal peeps. Oh, circling wow. it back. <laughs> Tying Which is back. also got, convenient across the street. I got questions, Noah. What did you eat at Popeye's? And then what did you eat at illegal peeps? This <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I got one single chicken sandwich at Popeyes. Okay, and I was like, <laughs> I can either go and get another one, or get a, bur- a burrito. This isn't it, right? <laughs> That's not a meal. That's no meal. <laughs> um, so I got one chicken sandwich at Popeyes, and then I saw Jacob. Said hello, hi Jacob, and then <laughs> I, I went to. Um, I guess we could just talk about it. You want me to give you my illegal pizza order? Mm-hmm. As a okay. yeah, and and um, we actually like record this for an illegal pizza spot. Yeah, when we also like to do a little bit of role play. So why don't you pretend you're one of those weird tattooed pierced people, and then I am Noah. So okay, go ahead. Um, oh hey, dude, you do comedy, right? I'm in a band. You should, we should, you should come to my show. Here's a flyer. That's cool. I'm just looking for a chicken burrito on flour, white rice, black beans. Okay, well, wheat and um. And brown rice would be better for you, but I can do that. So yeah, go ahead. I'm just trying to. Okay, yeah. Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, uh, so that's chicken, white, and black. flour. Do you black. want any um, green chili? No green chili, no queso, queso. Thank you. I'm gonna add some fajita veggies though. I am gonna put those in. That's a new thing for me. Okay, I'll put the fajita veggies in. And again, I didn't hear you on the queso. Do you want a queso or no? No, you. No, I don't. Okay, and then I'll move Weird. it over past the, the extras. All right, now, now you're a different guy. Veggie and salsa land. What would you like okay. on there? Hey, um, I hey. want. Um, I'm a cheese. different guy now. That I know you are. The, yeah, but, uh, this guy's also in a band. Um, yeah. Okay. Dude, cool. Hey, what's up? You're the guy. You do comedy, right? Um, um I'm just trying to finish I'm my brief. You should come to a show. That's what's up. No, no. Um, so I want a uh, so some cheese, yep. corn, lettuce. Um, I'm going to put some, um, hot, uh, the extra hot right there. Um, yep. and then, um, oh my gosh, should I say corn? Um, also onions and, um, 
I think that's it. I'm not doing guac today. Okay, and no sour cream. Sour cream too. And actually the spicy ranch. Mm-hmm. And now, because we're all fans of you on the line, we're putting a free cookie in the bag. Oh, I've never gotten a free cookie. Mm. And of course you mix it up. You're mixing it up with those big <laughs> yeah, old yeah, spoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming to Pete's, um, home of the impossible burrito. Thanks, dude. Um, and I'm outside know. protesting the name. Yeah. Uh, so, that... <laughs> so that is my order. I don't even touch it. I just it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, I, it sounds like, Adam, that you get recognized a lot at Illegal Pete's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, dude, I yeah, your stickers are on the, <laughs> the windows of all of the Pete's I go to. So I you're, get you're just... pretty good at Pete's. It's why I go there a ton. They usually knock like half off the order. It mm-hmm. rains cookies. I get, I get pretty good treatment over there at Legal Pete's. Is, is is that your uh, go-to order? Would it be chicken? Because I don't want to be too controversial, but I think the steak is the way to go at Illegal Pete's, but that's, that's on me. Well, this is the discussion, isn't it? I do order chicken, <laughs> um, and it's a little bit of a... You know, again, we, you know, we're here with royalty. We're not trying to ruffle feathers, gosh darn it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we're having a conversation. We're asking questions, and I don't think that's like a bad thing. I um, want you to encourage you guys to speak freely and with impunity. Okay. Oh, Oh. Okay, uh, Jacob, you go first. Yeah, well, then sometimes the chicken can't have bones in them, and it's because it's a little. Uh, <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like the steak better, and that's a different podcast. You know, we do our um, steak in the mammoths uh, podcast. Adam, we can come back for <laughs> sure. You're a big mammoth fan. Uh, I love indoor lax. <laughs> One of the things more favorite than indoor lax is outdoor lax. Outdoor lax, dude. I wish yeah. they could do it like w- w- like at the same time. I wish the field was so big they could run into an indoor portion of the field. Yes, yeah. Like the I, warehouse <laughs> doors are open. Yeah. And if you don't have seats there, you don't really see what happens. Maybe they play it on a screen outside. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're it's multiple. Yeah. Services. It's a meow wolf type staircase that you have to go through. <laughs> it's it's a. Fringe, I love it's really total immersion lacrosse. If it's not, a I do too. Lacrosse, <laughs> that and the Van Gogh were my two favorite total immersion things this year. <laughs> <laughs> and the office experience of course and yeah, the friends yeah. experience i went to a lot of those jesus <laughs> yeah that's, that's too much yeah. uh that's my favorite nba commentator van gogh um all right we could cut that out of the podcast Jeff van uh, gogh really jacob <laughs> <laughs> all right well any more thoughts about chicken adam before we move on do you, do you have any chicken that you hate is a question i like to ask that noah hates that i bring up Okay, well, I think I think the spicy chicken, the Nashville hot chicken, is great, but it's gotten so out of control, and some mm-hmm. people don't know what the hell they're doing. So sometimes you'll just be like, "Here's honestly a chicken with fire on it," and it just burns your mouth. It's got no flavor, and it's like a prank gone awry. I feel like the Nashville hot chicken is just it, it should be like bourbon or something. It should be like you can you can have it here, here, and here, and everybody just can't serve this because they're fucking it up. I, I agree with you. I think the market has been oversaturated with the Nashville, um, frankly, for worse, because I think you're not getting quality and you're also just not getting authenticity. And we've, of course, on this program, as you know, you would dabbled in Nashville more than a handful of times. Um, I agree with that. I, I also have a question, Jacob, if I may, mm-hmm. um, just because. Um, Hold on. Let me uh, just say Nashville hot chicken is all Derek Stroop's fault, a uh, friend of the podcast. And then, yeah, you can ask your question. He brought it. This is yeah, his fault. It's all Derek's fault. Damn. Yeah, there's a lot we could blame on Derek, but we don't have time. Um, I was going to ask Adam, as um, as a son of Denver and um, uh, of of you know these streets, um, what is? Do you have a favorite chicken place to go in the city, or maybe a favorite not even chicken place, but chicken dish to eat in Denver, local wise? Whoa! And that's a good question. question. Thank you. Oh, whoa! Mm-hmm. That is a good question, huh? Um, Thank this you. Well, a, I think I got a surprising answer and it surprises even me because I haven't been there in a long time. But growing up, we used to always go to this Italian restaurant called Carmine's on Penn. It's on Pennsylvania. It's like family style. Mm. Um, and they have the best chicken Parmesan I've ever had is so Carmine's on Penn chicken Parmesan. And if you get it, Noah, I can see you taking notes. I'm looking have, at it right now. <laughs> have chicken for a week it's like it's it's a family portion it's big pasta and chicken parmesan 
It's so good. Pennsylvania and what? I'm surprised I've never. It's like Bayonne. It's kind of Baker adjacent. Um, oh. Carmine's on pen. I'm glad you mentioned the portions, Adam, because it is a recurring theme in our podcast that Noah's concerned about how much food he's getting for his buck. Um, you know, and uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole for wanting a good deal. Can you believe that, Adam? No, you're going to pay probably $39 for this, but I'm telling you what, you're going to have five meals off of it. Well, Carmine's tour of Italy is $35 and oh, the don't... seared portobellos are $27. Can you imagine paying $27 for any vegetable? <laughs> it's a family thing. You're feeding your massive Italian family with this dish. Well, I'm excited, Jacob. We need to go here. We love chicken parm. We do love um, chicken parm. We went to the, um, what was the mafia-based place that we went to? Oh, well, we went um, uh, Gaetano's mm -hmm. over oh, there sure. um, yeah, yeah. North, north side. And then we also went to Lou's. Um, have you been to Lou's Italian Specialties, Adam? I have been to Lou's, yeah. Do you like it? I, I'm i a fan. I'm not head over heels about it. Great. Yeah, no, that's how we felt. It seemed yeah. very out of place in the once thriving ethnically diverse <laughs> neighborhood of you know five points and shit yeah now. it's like so, right on downing right there i know exactly what you're yeah about. by the by the yeah second and third most dangerous <laughs> bus stops i um, like gaetano's because it's like there was a robust mob history within three blocks yeah we, we fought for this block fucking hard and you know yeah, they but did. not really didn't really fight like you know with just like words <laughs> there's a um there's three like, tomatoes and stuff you know yeah. it's just like a classic italian uh yeah veal cutlets. Right in the, right in the <laughs> there's a nice um pbs documentary and this is more of a just plug for rocky mountain pbs that talks about the smalone i think it's called smalone crime family mm -hmm. um they they used to terrorize the streets and it, it's interesting to um to have a denver crime family you know they're all over the place Smalone is how I said Sam Malone every time I watched Cheers. I don't <laughs> to say the whole thing. I just call him Smalone when I'm referring to him. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I'm trying to cuss out Mike Malone, the Denver Nuggets coach. Uh, I'm like, Smalone. oh, the Smalone, you know, it's the whole thing. Do you have the balls to cuss out Mike Malone? I don't think I do. No, I oh, to not not around him for sure. No, no, you, no. no. yes, sure. As, that's, that's a culture guy. He made a great culture. As a as a local Denver celebrity, Adam, have you ever met or come across oh, yeah. um, Nuggets or various um, staff? Rocky, gosh forbid. Um, I have come across, I used to live over in the Baker neighborhood. Now I live around where Noah lives. But I used to enjoy going to a club on Broadway called Blue Ice solely to try to see Nuggets. Because it was kind of like an urban club and on game nights, they would come in there. Like I, yeah, and so I saw J.R. Smith there. I saw Iverson there. My buddy and I were so out of place, but we used to love and go, go pony up at the bar and kind of just watch the show. And it was, you know, it was exactly what you would hope it would be. It was like a nightclub with NBA players coming in and groupies and all of it. And we just couldn't get enough of it. And they didn't seem to mind letting us just hang at the bar and just fucking watch. <laughs> that rolls. Blue ice a fair amount. And watch that shit go down. It was fun. That's cool. So, so I would never like approach or anything, right? It's just kind of cool to see him. Like, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine going up to J.R. Smith or anything like that. That seems like insane. I, I went up to unsolicited MPJ like a month or two after he was drafted in the Cherry Creek Mall. Cherry Creek Mall, another place that you'll you'll all come across that. Denver sports stars. Um, and, um, he had not played a single minute of basketball and could not be less thrilled to meet a fan. Um, <laughs> so that was really cool. <laughs> when we were at Blue Ice that one time, my buddy and I were just watching the show and we heard these like very just cliche NBA groupie women you would think about, uh, you would picture. And this one girl goes to the other, she's just like, that's J.R. Smith in the back. And the other girl goes, J.R. Smith ain't shit. I'm waiting on Iverson. <laughs> oh, shit. My buddy and I still say that to each other. <laughs> like, I'm waiting on Iverson. What a cool oh, life. What a cool I've, life. I've definitely been to games at the ball or Pepsi Center where there's like a section around and you're just like, oh, they're definitely here just because the Miami Heat's here. And uh, they're trying to just holler at Dwayne Wade or whatever, <laughs> which is pretty good. I respect that. And he's a married man, by the way. So, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Poor Noah. I used to work out at a gym in the in the Bovalon building called the Matrix, 
And I don't know if Joe Kick's brother lived there or not, but the larger of the two brothers would work out at that gym as well. And he's Stanislav. Yes. And he's as big as Joe Kick, but Mm -hmm. completely tattooed and terrifying looking. And I've definitely just sat in the sauna with that dude alone before and (laughs) and, uh, worked out around that dude. And yep, I've been all over. I've been, we've been right next to each other, me and that guy. That's cool. Oh, shit, cool. I'd be honored to be murdered in a sauna by one of the Jokic brothers just they for looking at him. They very much on. have a feel of like I could disappear you in the night if I needed to disappear you in the night. Like, yeah, no trace. I've seen things that you don't need to know about, but believe that's me, very I'll, cool. I'll that's very cool. I feel like this is the the third kind of person we've talked to that knows kind of Jokic brothers through the building and stuff because we knew a guy who worked the door there and he knew about like their pregnancy before like most people did and stuff and I was like what a weird insight that we have and it's not even Jokic really it's just like through the brothers brothers. (laughs) yeah I've met the other brother too at the Wash Park playground with this kid like I've yeah I've seen wow it's I love that Denver's so small we're like yo I've seen both of Jokic's brothers I know, I know, and I have Bones' dog that I stole. So, um, oh shit, you got Bones' dog. Touch that, cut that. (laughs) We're gonna cut that for sure. Right. God, a lot of of pets are being stolen in our neighborhood, Adam. I don't know if you've um you've noticed that. Oh, I don't. I uh, I haven't noticed. I've seen like missing cat signs a lot, but people. Oh, so you have noticed it? Mm, Missing cat signs. They're not animals. I, you. You're the one who just said they're being stolen as if you know something. Yeah. One of these signs said, Oh, cats are being stolen. Just said, they're My missing. cat's missing. Lost. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I assumed that only that only you would steal it. Well, anyway. Seems like, <laughs> seems like both Adam and Noah got flustered by that question. <laughs> yeah. So no, I just like to stop it. <laughs> both stealing animals. Kind of like figure out where I was on certain dates. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah. okay. You don't have a. Um, Cat? No, I don't. Right, good. No. All right, and and we're and we're uh, very anti-cat here on the podcast. I think that's uh, good. Go, goes good. with that saying. I like uh, everything you guys are doing on this podcast. I, I have had, have not disagreed with one thing yet. Thank you so much. We will begin recording. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, before I think that's it. We will move on from chicken, go into the Denver Nuggets, Noah, and shout out real quick to the Basketball Podcast Network and DraftKings Sportsbook for keeping the lights on. And you know we're NBA fans, and the wait's over, Noah. Basketball mm-hmm. is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I'm making so much money betting against the Los Angeles Lakers. I can't tell you how much uh, it brings me joy. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In additional, in addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost up their winnings to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app opt in and place a stepped up same game parlay today uh what matchups are are, are you a betting person adam do you bet on stuff at all use the apps no, now yeah it's a slippery slope uh, <laughs> and uh our um yeah. we don't either we peddle something that we would never touch we're we're basically evil yep yeah I mean, you're not alone though you're not alone there's a lot of people peddling this product i'll tell you that yeah yeah I yeah. can see. I see my friends. They'll post like, "Hey, I did this dumb bet and I made this much money." Like, and I'm like, "Am I just missing out?" But then I got babies. I don't need to be sitting next to on my couch just like, "Ah, I just lost seven hundred bucks." It's just not a good dad look. I'm not yeah. into, into that really. That being all being said, and we do agree, DraftKings does have like a super seamless um, interface, and it's super intuitive, which is like, you know, that's beyond. That's like beyond. Children. Not even mentioning yeah. the dra- uh, the the betting stuff, but that's um, what I was saying. When I pictured myself on the couch, I just meant the ease that I can just sort of navigate this this yeah, site, which this it really of... is. Ease is actually a very good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Allows me to sort of cascade into a type of father that I never imagined myself being. Totally, you know, totally. And I just have to say that without um, with payouts bigger than ever, uh, Adam, I, DraftKings is where I go to bet on the NBA. Yep. I don't go anywhere else. When I think about setting up college scholarships for my sons, there's only one um, betting app that I go to, and it's DraftKings. That's great. And um, I also don't know um, if you knew this, but <laughs> well, 
let me just tell you that you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, um, Adam. And um, this goes for you and for anybody. You make uh, any uh, make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Okay, only a DraftKings sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. I imagine your kids aren't going to be making any bets <laughs> just because they're not old enough. I like to give them the phone, see what they do. Sometimes it's just kind of like, <laughs> hey, you pick the numbers, kid. Let's see if this fl- this hits. That's awesome. They just buy like five Angry Bird games and stuff, you know? It's like, uh, yeah, what's the over under on the pigs getting uh, birded? I haven't played that game ever. Good, good Angry Birds. Good Angry Birds, Riff Noah. Good job. Uh, we're here to talk about the Denver Nuggets and the 2022 2023 season. Uh, as we talked about throughout the summer, it's been a long summer of us talking about how excited we are for the season, Adam. We're finally here. Uh, this has got to be the biggest expectations for a Denver Nuggets team, um, and somehow the smallest market it's ever been. I feel like so that's 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 a fun uh, dynamic. Uh, what is uh, what is your uh, background on the Nuggets, Adam? I feel like uh, I may have pigeonholed you into too much of a Rockies guy. Yeah, I mean, I always was a big baseball fan first, and loved the Rockies just because they were our like, te- our only team. But I'm I'm off the Rockies. I can't stand them anymore. <laughs> They'll always be my team, but if like if they're good, I'll come around. But mm-hmm. rooting for that team and honestly thinking they're going to be good, you're just a dumb sports fan. You're truly doing that. Like I'm root for the owner. I root for them to be sold. But anyway, I used to. I grew up loving the Nuggets as well. Remember that that famous team with Matumbo that upset Seattle. My yes. family, we had a fourteen game fan pack that season. Mm. So we went to fourteen games, and then we got to opt into playoff tickets. So we went to that playoff run, and I've been into them ever since. My mom oddly like loves loves basketball. She collects cards and shit. She's like so into it. So in the last couple of years, the Nuggets have really become our main form of of bonding and hanging. We just talk nuggets all the time. So we've been super excited for this season, obviously. Do you think you're sorry, go ahead, Jacob. Oh no, I was just going to say that's awesome. And and I feel like, uh, uh, yeah, that, that picture of Matumbo holding the ball right on the ground. Um, you can see Adam in the background in the crowd. He's just I'm trying to push it away. Cause I want to sell it. <laughs> I want to sell that basketball. But he, <laughs> I was tiny and he's a big dude. I could huge. I was trying to get it, but I got really pushed aside. Now we would during that season, we were so in love with that team. There was a store in the mall. It was like an NBA store, and there'd be occasional in Cherry Creek Ball. There'd be occasional signings. So we'd go to like Bryant Stith signing or Lafonso Ellis or Brian Williams, who changed his name and had that horribly tragic ending to his life. But uh, all those guys, we were we were into it. Mahmoud, Robert Peck. I love that team. Yeah. Shout out Robert Peck, uh, for sure. Um, and uh, I, I am a LaFonso Ellis guy myself, too. I almost wore his jersey. We went to the home opener yesterday. And I almost wore his jersey. Um, that's you so cool. Love when you wear that jersey? Like, would you go to a Nuggets game? Yeah, 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 yeah. It like uh, John Davis specifically loves it too. John Davis is a, a big old <laughs> sure. head. Um, but uh, uh, that's so awesome. And and so your mom still uh, collects cards and stuff. Does she have any that yeah. like is her favorite card? Like newer cards? Like, um, do you know she's, of any? It's into like the rookies. So she's because she's you know she's kind of a gambler. She would love the interface of DraftKings, but she loves <laughs> to um, just like see who's coming in hot. And so she's got you know. Christian Braun cards and she likes to get them at this level when it can maybe pay off later when they become big stars. So every year she's just plucking the new young hot rookie and getting their cards. We have uh, the wrong Caton and or Holland on um, (laughs) this show. Golly. She sounds like a delight. would walk you through it. She's got old cards too. She's got an old like Lou Alcindor before Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is sure. I think it might be worth a shit ton. I think that's a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's another one of those things, just like sports gambling on my phone. That's like, I can't get too into it, or that's going to be like my whole life and personality. Uh, so I better like not collect cards at all. But uh, have, have you, Adam, been able to take your sweet, sweet boys to any games? 
um, since they've been with us? No, no. I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and neither one of them has been to a Nuggets game yet. Um, On the in list. fact, the only games they've been to are Rockies games because it's just like, you know, I can buy them ice cream and walk around the stadium. Like, yeah. At a, at a Nuggets game where you got to, like, pay attention, it's right. not as fun. There's there's a playground at Coors Field, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's for babies. soon, soon, soon. That'll be good. Yeah, Nuggets aren't a very uh, kid-friendly thing. The things they do in between the, the game – Barely holds uh, adults' now, attention. Now, I, I have to totally disagree with you. I think pause <laughs> the music and everything that he offers and brings to Ball Arena is absolutely not only kid-friendly, but um, for babies. Basically, oh. only for babies and toddlers. So um, I reject <laughs> I reject this notion of um, uh, the Nuggets not being accommodating to that. Okay, well, my youngest goes down at around 7, but I can push him past that. And then blow into the a the deafening AV experience that is an NBA game, and just <laughs> let him ride. Just let him see, see what he thinks. Well, you know who who we saw on uh, I guess yesterday, which was uh, oh, it was very special, of course, tag team who was the halftime uh, performance. Sure. And but Denver's own Denver's own. I didn't not know it is and very cool. I live you know a block two blocks from his uh, alma mater. And yeah. the mics did not work. <laughs> it was oh, no. such a nightmare. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it felt bad. It felt they felt a little too old to be out there, and with the mics not working, they're not capable of rerouting that type of performance. Uh, but so wait, what happened? How long were the mics out? Did they get other ones or no? They no, did. They did their because... one song and. Uh... And then, yeah, they like had the drum line come out and they played and you can hear that. Couldn't really hear that, yeah. Um, but, and then people, you know, chanted whoop there, there, with that, there it is for like a couple minutes longer than like the normal song is. And then that was it. And uh, yeah, a lot of weird stuff at the uh, ball arena yesterday. Definitely the first gate home opener. Um, yeah, they turned off the lights in the middle of like an inbound and they had to stop the play. They're like, Yo, what the fuck are you guys doing? I saw was- that. I watched the whole game yesterday. I uh, I sprung for Fubo TV. Yes. We could talk about that. We did too. Because <laughs> I went, I tried to get that Avaca thing. I, I set it up. I'm like pounding my fists against the wall. I'm too stupid to get the reception. I sent Avaca back and I'm springing for Fubo. Yeah, I, um, me, Noah, and my other friend are splitting it right now, which is cool to do that. And, uh, but uh, I do love the it so far. Obviously, it's way better than trying to find a legal stream that we've been doing for a couple of years. And apparently, we're just giving up on it being on normal TV or whatever. Um, but uh, we should talk about that to the nth degree on this podcast. It's yeah, so fucking frustrating. Noah's been wanting to start like a whole like storming the Capitol at, well, at the thing arena that, type thing. But yeah, <laughs> well, the thing that's crazy is there are a few. There are like two main big issues that. I have with the Denver fans that make us just look like such passive, you know, cucks. And one one of the big things is being passive about this whole TV thing and not like if this was any not even mid market, I'm mean, not even big market, but, you know, mid market city, people would be up in arms. Also, you know, the ads get those racist jerks and, you know, we can fight join forces and protest the TV station. Um, and I just, yeah, I was really, I'm surprised at how little actual like fan involvement or outrage there. It's kind of just more of like a putting your hands in your pocket and being like, well, that sucks or whatever. And I don't know what we could have done truly, you know, as a vocal fans, because, you know, billionaires are going to do what they want, but I don't know, having some fucking thing outside the stadium. And then also, secondly, thank you for letting me break out here for a second or Um, ISOing Noah's ISOing right now Um, (laughs) a a giant uh Jokic mural somewhere in downtown Denver which is way long overdue they have they had one in OKC for Steven Adams it's like you know (laughs) uh, and there are a lot of blank places for those um murals there are so many bullshit you know colory murals of nothing and rhino and that kind of thing just a giant Jokic one would is um it's we're doing him a disservice anyway. Otherwise, those are, I love those, are those are two Noah's main platforms to uh, become president of Comcast. Infinity. <laughs> well, when you're president of Comcast, you can just fucking flip the switch on altitude and throw it back on. I sure will. <laughs> I think you can. Uh, shout out to uh, Fubu Fuba TV, which I always 
did see as pop-up ads when you legally stream stuff. So I didn't think it was a real legit app, but it is apparently. It's so legit. It's got international <laughs> soccer up the wazoo. So many yes. games. It's like, it's quickly becoming my favorite. And we don't like to talk the streaming wars because it's not pertinent, but it's quickly becoming one of my favorite services. I have it on right now. Um, and it's nice. You can even watch, uh, Adam, I assume you're a local news guy. You like to watch. Um, sure. Uh, who's, your, who's, your, who's your station? I mean, Channel Nine for it sure. It is, yeah, like it is. It would be. It would be your I love patriot, Kyle Clark. I'm no, you know, I put my shoe on one foot at a time. I love you love Kyle, Kyle Clark. Clark. He's a <laughs> great guy. Interesting. I know, I know a photojournalist over there named Ann Herp. She's won all sorts of awards. Love what Nine's doing. Yeah, uh, kind of way. Colorado and Company. I love sponsoring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is Kathy J still there? Uh, I don't know. I've been on there several. I've been on Colorado Company uh, three times, and I've signed the wall thrice. <laughs> wow cool wow yeah. wow i'm more of a gary shapiro guy in the mornings but yeah you can take your um you know your makeup pump you know kyle clark yeah. all you want i don't watch news because it's fake um looking forward to this denver nuggets season yeah, counterpoint solid counterpoint <laughs> point taken next moving on <laughs> You got no protests from us. We just kind of like the lie a little bit. It's just our friends. It's seeing our friends every day, Jacob. We're not necessarily like, you know, I know we're good people. I know Kyle Clark, great internet presence on Twitter. Very good. Um, I I just do want to do one more news historic (laughs) thing since Adam is here. Did you ever, do you remember, and this is nine news. Do you remember when Kyle Dyer was attacked by a dog on nine news live on TV? I do remember. I absolutely remember that. Yeah. I remember that too. (laughs) That dog did damage. She had to have like recon, like plastic surgery on her face. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like uh what happened? Was it like a dog that was there to be it was like, like adopted a guest? to get adopted? <laughs> oh, an adoptive dog. Oh, and she did like I mean, it, she's certainly not at fault, but she like put her face into the dog's face. I don't know. It was a total mess. But no, I mean, let's live in a it, really they, colorful city. The dog fumbled the bag there. They were they were supposed to get adopted there. Yeah, but you didn't have to put it down live in the backyard the next day. Yeah, that the was next kind day of. They put the dog down live in the nine news backyard. Yeah, they said we got so many notes about what that dog did to Kyle. So we're going to just kill it here in between sports and weather. Hope yeah. you're happy. DC culture ruins they all the taps. good news. They have like trumpets out there and then they just throw it right. They already dug the hole. They just throw it. Shoot it, throw it right. <laughs> all the anchors just take a turn with the shovel. Yeah, they spit. <laughs> hey, sweeps week. You got to do something yeah. outside the box. have to do it. Well, I'm sure that video is out there. Um, <laughs> we are Jacob. Yes, we're we've begun the season. Um, uh, we're two and one. The Denver right. Nuggets are are two and one. We lost the first game and then won the next two games. So we yes. now have as many wins as the Denver Broncos, which is really exciting. <laughs> that is um, exciting. Like three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you it's incredible. Right now, the Denver Nuggets currently have as many wins as the Denver Broncos. Uh. So they'll top. I'll tweet game. it. I'll fucking tweet it. You don't think tweet I will? It. <laughs> okay yeah right all right i'll keep refreshing um, your twitter <laughs> uh, um yes um so to your point i guess um a little bit jacob i think this is the highest expectations of any nugget season i've certainly been alive for you know even those mellow iverson seasons i don't think the uh, expectation was like oh they are one of the favorites you know i think it was mo- mostly like a really good put together team that always made good runs but and we talked about this on Friday and Saturday, I think, which is like the national media and the national narrative around the Nuggets has now really shifted. And that's where things become really scary and and less cool and more like anxiety inducing. Because you told me right before the game started on Wednesday that um, 538 also had the Nuggets coming out of the West, which is, of course, um, a numbers uh, website. They always do the predictions. They, of course, predicted Hillary Clinton to win the election. So we can't put a whole lot of credence into what they say. And then Bill Simmons, too, a guy that you and I both listen to often and is a um, uh, you know trusted source on that stuff, had the Nuggets coming out of the West. Um, and, of course, when yeah, those things I'm, happened... I'm officially sorry. worried. No, I am. And then yeah. Shaq, too, also, I right. think, picked the Nuggets to come out of the West. Well, and then they when- lost on Wednesday, you know? to a bad jazz team 
Well, that's yeah. going to be the thing all season is just kind of like now that this expectations, any misstep that the Nuggets have been doing for years in this Jokic right. kind of tenor is going to be hugely inflated now. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, Adam, about all these expectations? A spot where the Nuggets are usually never even close to being in, I think. Yeah, I think as Denver sports fans, we're always just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So if everybody else is like, they're pretty good, we're like, don't fucking jinx it. We don't yeah. mm-hmm. like to hear that. But I don't know. I think, you know, the guys won MVP two years in a row. We've had deep playoff runs. Um, I think... I kind of like it. I kind of like the attitude that the team's coming in with where it's like, we have one goal this year and we're not really happy with Western Conference Finals even. We want to like win the championship. So I don't know. If we're going to be a big boy team, we got to be able to like walk that walk. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, you guys have probably seen it from afar, like Joker seems way more serious, less playful, like less animated just like i got a job to do and That's i sort of love that really interesting i actually until you said it didn't you know register to me but yeah on the court he's walking off um going to the bench sitting down he he definitely is a man on a mission because he knows that he's done the personal accolades type of thing so now there's one more thing you know and that's a, what happened with Giannis and um jacob and i have talked about that where it's like the, the setup was perfect. Two MVPs, you have one more thing to do, and then you're solidified. Absolutely. So I does it make me nervous? Of course it makes me nervous. I'm just like you guys, but I'm kind of eager for the team to embrace it. And they're going to have dumb losses like they do to Utah. Like, you know, how many times in the past couple seasons have the Nuggets played to their level of their competition versus just mm. crushing a bad team? Um, so I think that's always going to happen with the Nuggets, but... I love the response winning two games right after that, especially to Golden State. Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, I think, as everybody yeah. probably is. Yeah, there's definitely a slight alternative universe where they lose in, in Utah, then Golden State is just better than them, and then they lose because it's a back-to-back <laughs> going to Oklahoma City. So, yeah, even just to be 2-1, and one, and sure, it's probably not the game you thought the Nuggets would lose coming into it, but uh, – it, it is correct that, like, yeah, this has happened with Jokic and Malone the entire time. They're going to keep on losing to these tanking teams, and they're going to beat all the best teams. And that's just kind of, we have to get used to that as, like, a weird thing. And it's not even, it doesn't even seem like a motivation thing. It just kind of, it's just kind of how they do. They just rather keep teams around, kind of. The, the Nuggets lost, I think, either last year or two seasons ago, four games to the Sacramento Kings. You know, right. so it's right. like there's a lot of inexplicable, uh, not a lot you can explain about some of that stuff where, yeah, they lost to Houston last year or almost lost to their, they are, oh, they underperform against teams that are like around that 500 mark. And then, you know, they'll go and they'll be Philly in Philly primetime or something like that. Um, but uh, that that is kind of the nature of the Nuggets. The other thing too is, you know, you look at that. Uh, Warriors game and even the OKC game it's like the Nuggets just don't win games with huge leads they've they've never been that team that will like totally destroy their opponent 20 points the entire game you know there it's I mean, always a little bit nerve-wracking every time you come exactly out of the right. half or the third you're always like you know talking about the shoe dropping just like something's gonna give they figured something else out and they always end up um a lot of the time they they end up clung back um but that's again the way that the Nuggets have played, and for under Mike Malone, and will continue to play. Michael, I think you're right, and I wonder what that is to the like put him away. But I can't tell you how many games last season we'd be up by 20, and I'm like, this is far from over. Like we'll go, they, they will blow this lead, and then we'll scrape by and win this somehow. I think we I were up by like 35 or 40 to the Pacers or something, really, really crazy, and then they almost came back and won last season so yeah it's it i mean in one part it makes every game interesting and exciting because you're like oh shit you know the nuggets lost to orlando i could have watched that game but it was an interesting game in terms of playing but um they're not a boring team by any means does is there any team in the nba though that just like shuts them down all the time i mean like don't don't all good teams have these isn't it sort of like the nfl and any given sunday type of thing or yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, this is going to be my main point this season is that the regular season stock is at an all time low for sure. Um, you know, players, 
Uh, we're going to see Kawhi play half the season, probably taken off. I think Jamal's going to be in that kind of where they, they're taken off. So it's all this stuff, too, that, yeah, any team can run into, like, a Jalen Green on the Rockets and lose just because he drops 40 points. Or um, I, I'm a big giddy guy. No one makes fun of me. But he even almost took over this weird game yesterday. And he was great. Yeah. So, like, it's just like that. And I think the bad teams are actually pretty good, you know? Um, and I, I think I stole this from some podcast, but play, players don't really tank either. You know, it's like GMs tank because they have a bad roster, but the players are going to go out there and play hard. Like Colin Sexton doesn't give a shit about Victor Winnembamia or whatever, yeah. you know? So like, yeah, I think nobody really is going to have, there's not, I mean, you could kind of point to the Suns because they didn't lose that many games last year, but they weren't like blowing the doors off people really. Um, they were just kind of good at late game management um, and kind of just like having a good 10 point lead at the end of the game rather than like they're not sitting their starters the whole second half or anything like that. So, yeah, I they're, think those days are kind of over of just well, being Chris like steamrolling a game like nobody else either. He's just like he's he can certainly just let the clock tick down while he holds, holds the ball. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he always has playoff mentality of like, oh, this guy can't guard this guy. We'll just do that a hundred times then. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. That that's an interesting point though about like if there are any teams that really have another team's number. Because my first thought is, I honestly think the Jazz are one of the teams that tend to give the Nuggets, regardless of what's going on, um, a hard time. I think they've lost the last six against the Jazz right. um, in all games, and they've lost like eight in a row uh, in Utah. Um, like even when the you know the whole narrative around the team was that they were tanking, I was not confident. I'm never confident in playing the Jazz, frankly. And you know their home crowds are a bunch of you know what. Um, and uh, I just think that. Um, but I do think to your other point that the, there is more parity in the league now than there has ever been, which I think is what any good sports league wants. Um, you know, you can make the argument about the Warriors still winning and, you know, all these people that continue to make the playoffs. But I also think that just talent wise and the difference between the worst and the best players is, you know, there's just so much in between. I don't know what my point is. Well, I like the way you got to it. Can I tell you guys <laughs> what I'm excited about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking um, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope. I well, I saw the second half of the Utah game because uh, I was playing indoor soccer. I only caught the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed the Golden State game because I had a gig, and then I watched all of last night's game against Oklahoma. And Contavious Caldwell Pope had six threes and played ridiculous. I was like, okay, here's exactly what we wanted. He led the team in threes, and I got real fired up about him last night. He's uh, so far, it, the first game was not a great game for KCP, but the last two really good and it resulted in Nuggets W's. But I'm not even worried about that first game because KCP is already knows where to go. It's kind of weird. He's already in exactly where Jokic needs him. Um, I don't know how he picked up on it that quick, but he's already in better positions. So he's basically already this Barton role. Um, it's weird because he has a five and he looks like the same body type. So it's hard not to compare, but yeah. um, he is in these spots already. That is going to be, he's going to have open threes and he kind of knows it already. And he is a Barton that can make shots and is like yeah. twice the defender at this point, you know, and, and I love Will too. Shout out Will, uh, famous uh, or uh, honorary Nugget uh, Hall of Famer forever, probably. But um, even not a great defender in his heyday, you know. And then after uh, years of injuries, wasn't there. So yeah, there was a couple moments where KCP's uh, playing good D on Steph, and uh, you know, just having the switchable unit with Bruce Brown against Golden State Warriors is just something you just couldn't do with the roster last year. Um, yeah. Just having those defenders is crazy. What you were saying about, um, you know, Will Barton being so beloved and Monte Morris, that was a hard trade. And it kind of goes back to that point you were talking about, Noah, which is like, okay, the national media is saying, Nuggets, you're favored. And we are timid Nuggets fans being like, no, don't say that. You're going to jinx it. But then they're going out and making like really hard, unsentimental moves, like sending away two beloved players for a Contavious Caldwell Pope. And it's like, it's moves like that that are like, we have no sentimentality here. 
here's a hole. We need to plug it excellently. They're doing that shit. That's what like hard nosed championship teams do. They just don't care about everyone loves Will Barton. Are we going to sell jerseys? Fuck that. He's not getting the job done. So I, I like that makes me feel more confident about the Nuggets type of season. Yeah, and, and a similar move like that, and people make fun of it, and he's had an up-and-down season already, but DeAndre Jordan is still just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's what championship teams do. They go out, they get a vet on the minimum who just wants to try to get a ring, and he, you know, he may not even play a lot either, um, but just having him around the team, I think, he seems just like a way better influence than a guy like Boogie Cousins was last year, and plays a similar type role, which is the the smallest role on the team, which is the backup five. But And we talked about it too on Saturday during the game, Jacob, which is um, I think maybe just seeing it in person made it different. It was just the depth that this team has. You know, we can play entire games without having to put in Zeke or, or um, you know, DJ. And um, people, you know, MPJ can not play an entire quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Gordon cannot play for an entire quarter. And, and it seems like we're really trying to shore up all of those, you know, leaky spots when if either, if it's the second unit and the starters aren't pulling their weight, or if it's just the ability to work out different lineups, which we talked about last night, there are a few of them that were really cool that we liked. I Christian Brown as well. There were some pairings. I was like, I didn't see this guy like with Najee in there. And mm-hmm. I actually love Najee. I wish they'd play him more. We're huge Najee heads, dude, oh, on this pod. Yeah. Have been from the beginning. He Me plays a piano. Were confounded. We're like, why? Especially this year, he's added all this muscle, but like huge. Yeah, God, I, he's so I really big. like what I see. I think it's. I think he's just one of these, you know, Nuggets projects. I mean, it's his third year in the league. He's probably played less than twenty games each season, um, but. Um, you know, he's, it's just like one of these assets. You go around to any team in the league and almost every single one of them has a Nuggets asset that has been a Nugget at some point. And it's, we're just so good at development and so good at um, finding the right people. And sometimes it's an embarrassment of riches. So, you know, he easily could be, you know, somebody to, to switch with or, or, you know, to have as a piece in a trade. But I really would like the idea of continuing to have him, uh, Zeke, that is, as, as, um, you know, a key guy on the team. Kind of like going off this, like these new combinations that the Nuggets have and stuff. I think something we wouldn't have predicted a week ago, Noah, and which is my biggest surprise so far is Kristen Brown is like Malone loves him. Uh, and it's crazy to see. And we have to give Malone props for that. We can criticize him down the line. But two years ago, Mike Malone wouldn't start uh, a rookie or play a rookie. This the, He had the most bench time uh, from Friday night against the Golden State Warriors, uh, of all people. Uh, and it's just like he had a good preseason, Christian Brown. But to me, it wasn't like anything super special. But seeing him out there, he just doesn't make mistakes on defense. And Mike Malone's going to keep on playing him. And it's super exciting and something we barely touched on all year. I think we didn't think he would be a player, uh, a major player like this three games into the season. I think, um, I mean, it's huge. I, I'm really happy about it. Um, I, to your point in, um, Jacob about the, you know, changing the way that Michael Malone has, has approached the team and approached the season, which is, yeah, absolutely. You know, even bones bones got, um, I think he's just kind of slowly and surely given more and more become less stubborn, I guess, is my point as a coach, put more trust in the holdover from his stubborn period. For sure, for sure. Najee was the hot rookie that was a Bones, that was a Christian Brown. But he we've had, a, you know, and if bullheaded Mike Malone. Yeah, I mean, if Christian Brown hits, we will have had three years in a row of like really talented role player or more type first round picks, you know, and uh, that's we're extremely lucky for that. Um, and that's probably know, not even takes yeah. Christian Brown out with his brothers and gets him fucked up on Serbian. Oh <laughs> that's that's like the funniest thing that's been happening so far too there's a lot of these reports about christian brown asking Jokic for advice and he's just kind of like yeah Jokic won't tell me this and so he's like i'm just like that's really funny like i don't even know if Jokic knows who that is you know like he's <laughs> yeah just like, of course not but he's like yeah you're asking me this is what this is where you should be this is what's going on like i don't think he's like declining it or anything but it's kind of funny just being like 
hey mvp serbian dude uh what should i do here you know and he's yeah but like, he's the most you know white waspy fucking dude on the team and he's going up like yeah uh, yes sir no sir um he probably i bet he lives much yeah <laughs> exactly dude okay. exactly and that is right do we know where he's from no, but I am slightly, I'm glad you brought this up. I am slightly concerned about his Aryanness in like kind of general, but I don't know. I guess it really doesn't matter too much, but. Uh, well, I think every, he's, well, he's from Kansas. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um. He, yeah. I mean, uh, teams have that, you know, we could have like a, an, an evil Aryan fucking person like Grayson Allen, um, or we can have like, you know, they're the Dante v, v, Dante v Zincenzos out there of the mm-hmm. world, you know, every team. They just got one. Our very talented white player happens to be an MVP. DiVincenzo has a great chicken parm, too. I don't know if you're aware of that. I sure. Uh, DiVincenzo's. Yeah, there's a (laughs) a place, that a deli that I used to go to. Uh, I can't wait to watch this unfold throughout the season, because if they're playing Jamal half the the year, like it's going to kind of seem like, which I agree with, actually, um, that Christian is going to have a lot of time. And it seems like Malone loves him. and just having another defended like he would have been the best perimeter perimeter defender last year by far um and that's crazy so uh i had a couple over unders i wanted to ask you guys before we get out of here about the the upcoming season um see what you guys thought so 2.5 how many times do you think mpj will embarrass us with something off the court uh 2.5 times this season uh over or under noah what do you think uh well i guess it kind of depends on what we're considering embarrassing i'm gonna go under dude i have a good feeling about his mentality this year i think he's locked in i mean speaking about just players and who we've seen so far in this year mpj has not it's incredible what he's been doing dude um so i i think he's growing up a little bit i i have a good feeling about him he's gonna be on good behavior under i'm going under by a whisper he's gonna fuck up twice <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's gonna fuck up two and a quarter time yeah. but i do agree his uh attitude's fantastic i saw him dive for the ball on the floor yes. like, i don't think i've ever seen that before ever out of that dude no. um he seems to have his head screwed on tight basketball wise there'll be some new uh flare up of covid and he'll be like i gotta say something we'll be like oh god yeah um, but yeah, yeah that's what two, but he can keep it to two i'm, I'm confident yeah so under, there was a definitely, especially in the Warriors game, a couple great defensive sequences from MPJ too, which is probably the most exciting thing that he's done. And physically, he looks better than ever, almost the same. Um, you know, it seems like Jamal's going to take a whole ramp up, but I'm not even worried about MPJ um, physically at this point, which is kind of crazy. Um, uh, actually, yeah, going on that 73 times, uh, how many times do you think MPJ will fall on the ground to give me a heart attack? Do you, th- do you think over <laughs> or under 73 times? Because I think it, we're already at about 11, that diving on the ball. I do not agree with you guys. I think that that was not worth it. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I get it. What is that? Something in over 73 times. Let's just say MPJ and Jamal going on the ground, making me nervous. Oh, yeah, over, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> over. If they're going hard in an NBA season, way over, way over. But we like it. We like to see that, you know? I think MPJ in a lot of times was very passive in mm-hmm. those kinds of just, like, eye test effort-looking plays. And now it seems like he's really – I don't know, dude. It seems like there's been a little bit of a change in just his seriousness. Jacob, I'm as paranoid as you, but I really do think at this level – your body works or your body doesn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if I don't think you can be like, go 30%, dude. Like obviously you can play Jamal half the games and this and that, but I, I don't think you can tell a guy don't dive for a ball because yeah. it's just not how to that, play basketball. That being said, if I was a Lakers fan and saw Anthony Davis fall at any point, I would <laughs> immediately assume that his career and season are both over because that man – is um, made of paper mache and well, is also ten feet tall. So. Well, that's also different because he falls more, and he falls. He like... does, and hard. He falls hard <laughs> and more, and like for no reason. He's kind of an uncoordinated piece of shit. <laughs> he, falls, he falls like he tumbled from a cloud, like right onto his back, and mm. and the Lilliputians are around, yeah. like tying him down. Have you ever seen like when a giraffe gets born and just like falls into a lump onto the ground? That's like how he falls. Just every <laughs> single piece of his like just a well, sack of a fall. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so shout out to the Lakers. <laughs> what All right. Uh, what a mess. What a, what a fantastic thing for the Nuggets, though. Uh, my last over-under I had, so out of 82 games, 40 regular season games that Jamal Murray will play. You think over or under half the games this season. I mean, we've been talking about it kind of the whole time. I think he will play a little over, but um, I also... You mean like make an appearance in a game? Yeah, but yeah, like we're saying, uh, like start and play the game. He's going to... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say over. I think 40 seems pretty minimal to me. I, unless you guys know something I don't, I think he's going to play a lot over. I'm going to say way over. I think, yeah, I, 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 I've seen flashes where I'm like, there he is for minutes on end especially the third quarter of the game yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I think he's the type of guy that wants to be doing it. So I'm going to say way over on the 40. It's going to be, uh, yeah, I guess my only hesitation now is just by the way he seems a little slow. I don't want to get into that yet because it's been only a couple games and he played a little half the preseason, but we'll see. And I, I do think I want to track to see if Jamal will play more games than Jokic has triple doubles. So <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be a fun. Made him do push-ups in the Ontario snow. He's got this. I know. I, know. Yeah, I, I like how everybody talks about how like Ontario snow is any worse than any goddamn snow we have here <laughs> in the great state of Colorado. You know what I mean? God damn it. It's kind of great. It's kind of great lakey up there. I feel like it's real cold, bud. Yeah, so it's is... slushy. Great. Yeah. yeah, we'll ask Kevin Clark Ooh. to see what his thoughts are. Um, Kyle, about... Clark. <laughs> Kyle Clark. Kyle Clark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, we'll cut that out. Um. Well, yeah, dude, I'm very fucking excited. Um, those yeah. are very. Meanwhile, I mean, I know those. We had a little bit of silliness with those um futures and those odds, but I actually wrote it down. The Nuggets are ten to one to win the championship on. Uh, Draft Kings. I don't have Draft Kings. Draft yeah, Kings. yeah, that is where it's from. I'm sure. <laughs> and then um, another one that was cool is Bones, eighteen to one for Six Man of the Year. Um, huh. And um, those are both great odds. I think, frankly, uh, I'm not going to bet because I <laughs> am an addict. But I do encourage everybody else to do that. I will. I, I will say I tried to find Christian Brown Rookie of the Year odds mm-hmm. can't find them can't, can't find even them. can't even find them they're not even on the board so uh if you can find it i bet that's great odds so uh i don't know that's just uh, so place your bets now fucking place your bets now christian brown rookie of the year who cares i know how about, how about this before we go just last thing like a final prediction maybe number of wins or just where where we end up i'll start with you j actually adam We'll start with Adam first. Uh, well, no, yeah, we'll, we'll start with Adam. We'll Jacob first. Go okay, yeah, we'll go with Jacob. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'll do it. So I think the the over-under is 52 and a half for the Nuggets betting-wise. I think they go over. I think kind of easily. I think there's going to be a lot more tanky teams than it even seems right now. So I think wins are actually going to be pretty easy. I do think... For some reason, I have trouble saying the Nuggets are going to be number one seed. I don't know why. I just think it's they're going to be a number two seed and then probably still in pretty good position in the West. And I don't – it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with seeding and things like that. But if you're in the top one or two, you're just going to wait for the playing game anyway. So I think Nuggets – think they, they, I think they do it. But I think uh, as a two seed out of the West, yeah, it's kind of where I'm, I'm feeling. I like that. What about Adam, you, why don't you go? Okay. Oh, I'll go. I, Fine. I really yeah. like that as well because it, it it speaks very well to the Nugget tendency to sort of underperform. And I could see them, you know, acting like they're all, oh, fuck, we should have gotten number one, but we got number two, and then come storming into the playoffs. So I like going into the playoffs with a little chip on your shoulder, like you said there, and, and, and Nuggets all the way. If not this year, then when? I'm mm-hmm. saying championship season, Denver Nuggets. Here it is, dudes. Hell yeah. I also think the Nuggets will make it out of the West. I think they'll win 60 to 65 games, maybe 70. I think Luka will tear his ACL. I think Giannis also will tear his ACL. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid and James Harden will get into, this is my prediction for the season, um, get into a physical altercation during a game on TNT. um, And the Nuggets will have maybe the easiest pathway to the 
championship that any team has had in the modern NBA era. And I'm excited for that, frankly. It means a lot less stress for me. And then who do we play? Boston? Um, you know what? It's crazy that you mentioned that. We're <laughs> what? No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, Boston. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I do think if 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 he doesn't tear his ACL, I think it's a Giannis Jokic finals, which I'm very excited for. Um, an Embiid Jokic final would probably kill my heart. So I don't know if I can go through that type of series. It'd kill my brain for whatever Barkley says night after fucking night. I yeah, handle an Embiid Jokic. I know it'd be so bad. It'd be so bad. And just for a player Jokic who doesn't care at all or anything. But uh, so. Shout out everybody for listening. Do you have any? Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. Yeah, Adam, uh, do you have like a show or a podcast or something you need to plug or like, I don't yes, know, I anything? Do you have a thing? Have a podcast called The Grolic Saves the World. Oh, yeah. Podcast, this was voted best one by the Smithsonian yesterday. Oh, and all the libs. Yeah, we uh, we own the libs and <clears throat> we own them in that they listen to our pod. Right. Um, Grolic Saves the World. <laughs> It's a great podcast. Give it a listen. Sick, sick. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Noah? Anything you want to get off? No, I am doing a comedy magic stand-up show with my friend, very talented, um, actual professional new, uh, magician, magician, Scotty Weiss. That is going to be the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which I think is November 27th. And everybody should come to that show. Um, anything else to plug beyond that? No. And you? Nothing. You can follow us on Twitter at Nuggets Pod. We're going to try to tweet during the games. Uh, we're just so booked as comedians, you know, it's hard to tweet during the games. And on Instagram at Nuggets or Chicken and the Nuggets on Instagram, uh, you could buy Noah's shirts. That are, The link is in the description. And if you're a gambling addict, we have all the references for you in the show description as well. Uh, so I think that's going to be it from us. And uh, hopefully the Nuggets don't get re- regulated to the G League. So um, I think that's relegated. Uh, Very good. And if they do, I'll see you guys in Grand Rapids. <laughs> we'll be right. there, dude. We'll be there. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining us. Um, always a pleasure and uh, truly an honor. I hope you have a great evening. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks for having right. me. Bye. Bye. Bye.